to the much-anticipated and way overdue Marketing Cranks episode number six. We are still here. We're still alive. We're still kicking. We're still cranky. <laughs> we are very cranky, but we've been very busy. Um, and actually, I don't know. This may be like episode episodes like five and a half, right? Because we, we kind of did, or six and a half, whatever the number would be. We kind of did. Yeah. We, did we, we did a hijack sales pipeline radio. Yeah, yeah. We, um, uh, we did. Uh, so you and I did sales pipeline radio, and then I did another sales pipeline yeah, radio yeah, yeah. so um, you know we've been called off the bench for a few other things plus <laughs> doing our day job so this has been kind of a, a little bit of a challenge where we've fallen off here but we haven't forgotten that's right and we are back with a vengeance Absolutely. Um, and so we thought it would be interesting uh, as we are now um, well into the year we have the first quarter in our rearview mirror and we're actually well into the second quarter here is to share a little bit about um, key things we've been working on, and I think in, in every every client project we do, whether it's a month long or it's it's ten months long, uh, you know, there's some core themes and some core issues out there, and and, and yeah. just like a lot of things, I think it can bring to life um, challenges you may be having on your end to hear a little bit about the challenges that other companies are facing, and a little bit of how we're we're sort of helping in that regard. Yeah, absolutely, and this isn't really to brag about the work that we do, but uh, more well, to... Kind well, of. It's well, kind of a humble brag. Maybe it's a humble brag. But, but we, well, humble brag, yeah. <laughs> so what, what we want to do is share some of the learnings from the projects and uh, engagements that we've been focused real heavily on and use that as an opportunity to maybe share some ideas or even ask for some feedback and some things and how you might approach yeah, some of these challenges. So I, I think we have... Some great work um, all the way around. We've uh, between all of the teams here at Heinz Marketing, um, we've probably worked with uh, over two dozen clients this this first yeah. quarter alone. So right in the first quarter, two dozen. Just right? just yeah. in the first quarter, and there's a lot of great things that we've been doing. Um, in 2017, our colleague. Uh, Maria Giacazis has launched a whole new business line for us that uh, Robert, you and I have both participated yep. on, which is our um, learning division and providing workshops on training and uh, focusing on very specific topics around that are near and dear to our hearts in B2B marketing and sales. Um, I did a content yep. workshop, content marketing workshop with Matt Hines. Um, you just wrapped up a we workshop. Did. We did a, a three-day uh, account-based marketing workshop, and yep. three days sounds like a lot of time, and, and like a lot of things, we're, we're still tinkering. The content marketing one was sort of a concentrated three-plus-hour event. Uh, what we did with the ABM one is we actually broke it into three days and an hour and a half each day, and so we are... Um, 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 curiously reviewing the feedback on that. And this is just yeah. all about this knitting into people's days, right, into people's times. And the goal with these is is practical sort of stuff you can take away and do on your end. And so that's why we're, we're sort of fashioning them as workshops. Absolutely. And I think we all go to trade shows or events where we have people that are up on stage that are talking about best practices and we get motivated, you know, from Tony Robbins styles, uh, <laughs> style presentations and whatnot. So the content we've been working on has been very practical yeah. um, so that anybody can pick pieces of that and hopefully implement that into their their operations and what they're trying to do. Yep, so. yep. And we've got another one on the horizon, another workshop that we're going to be doing um, that I'll be hosting uh, first part of June, June 5th, 6th, I think is what we're looking at. We're going to do a two-day uh, session on that around sales development and the sales, sales development framework. 
which is sort of a, a my, my riff on that and it's something I've been working on internally is this is sort of just a, a unified process that sort of brings together a lot of the tactical stuff that we're doing and a lot of functional areas and sort of uniting around this very methodical and formed in an intentional way to go to market and acquire customers. Yeah, and it's a very hot topic. I know with most of my customers last year and this year, getting started in this year, sales development is huge. Yeah. It, it is incredibly important and there seems to be a very strong focus on this area in particular. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's uh, going to be a lot of learnings. And I know you have a lot of good ideas stuck in your head there. So you'll probably uh, you know, just <laughs> overwhelm everybody with so. these great ideas in sales development. That's, so. the, that's the expectation. And yeah, and it's, it's sort of you know, uh, created out of necessity and becomes about revenue and about what we do. And so that's been, that's been sort of my uh, uh, focus and sort of what I've been working on internally the last several months. And, but you've been working on something every bit as cool if not cooler uh, well I, I tell you that's um, <clears throat> so one of the areas that it, it's always it's been important for marketers for a very long time um, and that's measuring results and the problem with that is it's very hard to do that yes and attribution is hard attribution models marketing performance yeah. management and so many of us the vast majority of us are stuck in some of the vanity metrics and have a very difficult time tying our activity and our focus and our budgets and our spend um, on the actual influence of revenue and how that actually drives revenue. Mm -hmm. Very difficult to do that. So <clears throat> one right. of the things I've right. been working... Right, so if, so if you're listening and you're like, yeah, right. I'm not doing a good job of that either... <laughs> Very few people are. So, yeah, yeah uh, don't. Uh, it's you need to be aware of that, and there, it, it's it's something to focus on and definitely move towards. And there, the good news is there are very good tools and technologies that very likely integrate into your existing stack that can help you with that. But that's only part of the process. You have to make sure you understand exactly what you're trying to do with data management what the goals are that you're trying to uh, work towards, um, aligning with sales, tracking all of the content that you're developing, all the campaigns that you're developing, and on and on and on. So it, it's complex, but it's, it's doable, and you can actually incrementally uh, achieve some very strong um, and accurate and reliable data points that can help you with effective marketing performance management. So showing what you're doing to contribute mm -hmm. to um, actually helping drive revenue. So I'm very excited with that. But one of the things you know that, that I see is companies over the last year in particular and definitely going in, coming into this year are very, very, very focused on measuring marketing results and the results on customer acquisition and revenue. So those are the results they're looking for, not the results around, you know, how many people we have coming to our website or how many emails we send or how many trade shows we go to. Those are all just, you know, those are ingredients, but looking at the actual results. And so that's, that's an area I'm very excited about. We've been focusing a lot on that, um, working with a number of companies and also with a number of platform providers mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. to enable that process. Yeah, very so, cool. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, I like to see that 
marketers are uh, wrapping their heads around it. And outside of that, you know, we're, we're seeing CFOs that aren't just boxing out marketing into, you know, that un- unknown black hole where budget goes to disappear right, and there's right. nothing that ever comes of that. So Yeah, it's around, you know, transparency and accountability and, and all those things. And so, I, you know, it, 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 it's as we um, continue to do what we do here at Heinz, there, there's Brian mentioned, right, the number of clients we've seen even in the first quarter, if you think back even across the last 12 months. Um, you know, there's patterns obviously that come across those things. Yes. There is certainly, you know, we align our our service lines and our offerings around what we're out there, but we're constantly and we're being very vigilant to make sure we're relevant and addressing things that, that people have in mind. And um, I thought it might be interesting in terms of spending some time here in kind of a round robin format, which I'm a fan of. of, yeah, of yeah, absolutely. You know, let's, we're not going to name this particular clients uh, um, as that would not be ideal, but I do want to talk a little bit about a project uh, maybe that you've worked on in the past few months here uh, since we've been on our hiatus and kind of a, a, what the kind of problem was um, and, and kind of what we focused in on and, and, and how we delivered uh, to, to help that company out. Yeah, so one of the first engagements that I'll talk about that I think all marketers can relate to, uh, regardless of size of company or maturity or capability, is um, uh, we've been hired by a B2B organization that provides enterprise solutions, and they are on a very rapid growth track, uh, secured a large, recently a, a new round of large fund or large amount of new funding um, and they have a lot of processes and workflows that they need to iron iron out and really tighten up and a big reason for that is getting back to marketing performance management the CFO has been providing you know has allocated some uh, very significant amount of budget to the CMO but um, he asked and he asked specifically, what's going on? What, what, what are the results? And the marketing team couldn't really come up with a good answer. And that's not to knock the marketing team. Uh, you know, they ha- they're doing some great things. They just couldn't pull the data together, yeah. together to show what they're doing. And then in the process of doing that, they identified all kinds of kinks and, and inefficiencies in the workflow process. So we've been looking strategically with and, and helping them develop new processes, specifically around how they're tackling um, their event management. Um, and they, they are doing over 50 trade show events globally wow. this year and spending a ton of money, right? That's a very expensive endeavor, but it also has very high yield and high quality leads. Mm-hmm. But we still need to show what the results are. So we're we're focused very heavily on you know the the very early stages of marketing to the event or marketing context, identifying who to market to, mm-hmm. how to engage them at the event, and then what's the follow up process and what's the data flow that carries end to end on that, so that you can make sure that you're tracking the hot leads, you're you're measuring and tracking all of that through the pipeline and showing the results at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's a very cool project. I, I'm geeking out on this one. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. and um, But it, it's one of those that when you start putting the pieces together and the client's getting excited and you have four or five people in the room that are marketing and finance people, they're getting excited. 
that you know that's that that's what gets me jazzed and uh, uh, gets me excited about coming in in, in the morning. So yeah, that, very cool. That's very a cool. cool one. So yeah, you know that as was Brian and we were talking before we went live here. Um, you know, this is maybe we're just in the workshop mindset, but it's about granular examples like that. I think really bring this to life as opposed to you know hand waving and acronyms and and whatever. I mean, look, this is obviously a company that spends a significant amount of money on events yep. because those are proven as a as far as they know proven as a yep. way to acquire customers. It's how they reach their customers um, and then it's literally just sort of instrumenting and orchestrating and improving that as, as sort of a known process so when someone asks the question of like what's this how's this work and is it costing us and is it worth it instead of shrugging shoulders around the table shrugging uh, shoulders a, or maybe you know let me get back to you in a week and see <laughs> if I can scramble some spreadsheet, spreadsheet data right. together which the, means someone who leaves that uh, 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 that meeting then goes and unfortunately makes eye contact with someone on their team who then spends the next three days uh, trying to put spreadsheets yeah together. it's it's painful and I know I know that we have all lived through that oh, yes. so uh, that, you know if you're living that problem uh, you're not alone but there are ways to start incrementally tackling how to make that a much better process and show the results that you're generating. So your chances are you're probably doing some really good things that you just don't know how to report on. So, um, uh, so that that's one area I'm very excited about. And you know, it's not like we're trying to boil the ocean on everything. All the marketing right. channels. Right. We are focused specifically on what they're doing around events yeah. and then what we can do after that is start branching out into the other channels. yeah for sure right Based it's, on it's an incremental yeah. approach and that's something that um, you know most marketers could can tackle and, mm -hmm. and you know work with other people to help them on that yeah yeah no that's an awesome example and, and the, the one I'll throw into the ring here uh, was a really cool project um, it was uh, with an earlier stage company that uh, had built a really great financial model uh, of all the revenue that they were uh, going to generate for, in a model for the year in a model uh, they had some accountability to that revenue model and so I will describe this this project as a revenue plan alignment uh, oh, model okay. and we see this a lot right where um, and we even brought this up on the workshop earlier this week which is look as as a marketing team right you have to know what the revenue plan is especially if that revenue plan has been you know served up to board of directors and isn't approved and it is the plan if you don't know what that is how do you know what you're working towards how do you know what you're correct and so there is a real specific discipline to say okay great we need to make this amount of revenue in this month this month this quarter whatever it may be then you have to map into that really interesting variables like your sales cycle Right? If it takes four to five months to sell something, then you have to build the funnel four to five months ahead of that month where the revenue is going to be realized. Your average selling price, yep. and how you calculate it out, right? And then that can, un that can unpack a tremendous amount of issues around how you price, how you package. Um, what I've seen a lot of times happen is that a company will say, I need $100,000 in revenue in the third quarter. My average selling price is $10. Oh my God, that's a lot of customers, and 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 they haven't sort of thought about that not only on the funnel side of it, but then on the support and the maintenance side of it in terms of having that many customers in. Um, so this was a lot of fun. So this was was literally sort of getting a hold of this revenue plan and literally doing the math backwards to say, look, you have different stages of the funnel, right? Obviously, closed one is what we all want, right? But only a certain percentage will become closed. What one. does it take to get to that? Point, <laughs> right? right. So what does the next step in the funnel look like? And only a certain amount of 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 leads will become opportunities. Right. And only a certain amount of contacts can become leads in the vein of what we were talking about there. And so it was just literally to say, here's the numbers that we have to tackle. 
great. Now we know what we have to do. This, the second phase of this was how do we do it? Yep. Um, and I think in a lot of cases, there once you see, once you see the numbers, uh, there's a heightened sense of urgency. Let's just call it. Yeah, a heightened <laughs> sense of urgency, and I think there's a, a lot of times I think people can feel overwhelmed. Yes. So how yeah. in yeah. the hell are we going to? How can I hit that? Do how this. Can I do that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where the, again the rubber meets the road here. With all right, in this case, this was a defined set of audience, so there was a lot of ABM principles in play here, which is. We got to do some basics, right? We have to identify the accounts. We have to identify the target personas in those accounts. We have to identify those contacts by phone number, by email address, right? Who influences those contacts? And then there's a set of tactics that come out of that. Everything from we're going to generate an email campaign. That email campaign is going to have an offer. Let's see who engages around that offer. To you know, let's go out and we did a, a full sort of scan around a particular topic area this company was worked in, and we came up with our top 30 influencers. Right, and nice. these are the people that influence the people that we're trying to reach, or could actually be potentially our customers. And then there's a whole plan of engagement around how you work with influencers, how you utilize their expertise, right? Even in your own content marketing efforts, and you yeah. can repurpose, and you essentially kind of make this this very systemic approach. So it was it was great in this regard because it wasn't just a planning exercise, right? We didn't produce a binder and throw it on the shelf. It's not the kind of work we do. <laughs> But, but the strategic part of this is always so important. Um, and a lot of times what happens, especially when we get into clients, is it's like, look, we got to start doing stuff. Yep. Um, Just and, start activity. And believe us, we are absolutely laser focused on results and outcomes. Um, but you generally there is a part of this process, which is let's take a step back, right? Let's look at these things in their building block pieces. Are they in place? What is it that we need to accomplish? How are we going to accomplish that? And then you get a very specific plan out of it. So, right. um, yeah, very, very cool uh, uh, engagement there. And, again, takeaways on that, revenue plan alignment. Um, this notion of, of getting a funnel moving is not a one-shot deal. It's not send one email campaign and think it's going to change the world. That's it's right. multiple touches and multiple avenues and multiple channels. And how are we going to get the narrative to unfold to introduce ourselves to this target audience to yes. get them into the mix? So that was a lot of fun. Well, you know, one of the things that's – always interesting for me with every client is th there's always learnings I'm, I'm continually learning but we are helping our clients learn as well and just based on the exposure that we have and what we're doing you know what we're learning and experimenting with in mm. our own processes here um, just that that learning process and the coaching process i really enjoy that because what what you're seeing is they're relying on us or seeing okay there's some new ideas here let's give that a shot and that's really rewarding yeah uh, for sure right that's yeah, yeah so and those are those are the tough things to sell on the upfront right which right. is hey i'm gonna be helpful but what exactly are you gonna do what exactly yeah, what you're exactly, gonna deliver how are you gonna measure that yeah and, and i think those are <laughs> those are the right questions to ask and and I, I i really enjoy you know when you spend three or four hours in a working session uh with someone and you're able to bring to the table not only previous work experiences that we all had before our, our time here at heinz but just the breadth of exposure to the different types of companies that we've seen. And again, back to patterns, right? It's not every That's company's right. a little bit different, right? Every product's a little bit different. Go to market, whatever it is. Yeah. But but what we're able to do, and you know, this is sort of uh, as I've uh, uh, in a current project, you know, we're making good progress in some areas, not because they didn't maybe know that's what they needed to do, but it was no one's responsibility, right? It was no one, no one was could own it, or or the dynamics were such that you needed a third party to really come in 
and put an emphasis on it. Just like the, the project you're talking about around event yeah. management or the, the events, they, they, all, they all have pieces of that puzzle, right? But, but who's going to actually own that thing that needs to get done? Yeah, sometimes, uh, many times, that's the missing ingredient yeah. to yeah. bring that all together. Um, trying to think some some other projects that we've been working on. We're always working with content, so mm-hmm. developing content strategy, and then getting into the nuts and the bolts of mapping out content to specific personas and journey stages, and how we're going to execute against that with various campaigns, multiple channels. Um, and that's not easy either. That's a very complex process as well, but there are ways to get into that and ease into that and tackle it so it's not as overwhelming. And we have another client that we've been working with for over a year and we, we developed a content strategy last year, at least the first phase of that. And we mapped specific types of um, messages um, to themes that they had and personas and started developing that content for them and and with them um, and just seeing how that all comes together and as we're measuring the results from those campaigns what adjustments do we need to make Mm -hmm. uh, so that we're not just relying on something that's you know a single asset that may or may not be on target the first time around maybe we need to iterate that or repurpose that in Mm -hmm. different kinds of formats and and through different channels so we've been doing a lot of content work and we you know all of us here we we do a lot of content work um, specifically around demand generation and and driving revenue but uh, that is a continual process that we're working on and always learning there and number of projects that we've been working on um, uh, around really focusing content intentionally on specific personas with a specific objective and how it's going to help them mm-hmm. in their decision criteria, their decision process and, you know, selecting a vendor. Um, and those, those are very, you know, just exciting projects to work on a hell of a lot of work yeah though. for sure um, but you know that's that's what that's what we've signed up for yeah well it's, it, it's interesting you talk about the, the the length of time we've been working with these folks and you know this is the classic question on content like when's it going to start working brian right why am right. i doing content why am i doing content marketing when does right. it work how do i measure it which we go back to but but you know i i uh, i mean content is part of every engagement um, that we do, and, and whether it's repurposing something that was that was done in the past, or trying to build a discipline, or, or at least the muscle memory internally, that you know each piece of content creation doesn't have to be sort of Pulitzer Prize uh, uh, um, uh, candidate type of stuff. Nor does right? it have to be very long, you know, a 20-page white paper. Correct. Yeah, absolutely, right? Mapping the content you're creating to how people consume it to make buying decisions. That's There's right. a, a, a company I was talking to, you know, they sell to research scientists. And guess what research scientists like to read? White papers. White papers. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and I thought it was, a, it was a, you know, how many marketers really enjoy reading 20-page white papers? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a totally different audience. It so is. You have to cater to that, And right? the format was required, which literally was a paper, right? And so it's not saying the marketers don't want 20 pages of good content, but maybe they want to consume that in a different way via a podcast, via a video, via an ebook, something interactive, right? Yeah. Broken out into six different chapters because as marketers, what is our attention span is about four seconds long. Yep, yep. Right? Yep. Um, all very, very interesting stuff. So, 
um, I'll add, a, I'll add a, 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 another one of example from my end of things where this was a company that was just moving a million miles an hour. Business was booming, right? They had a huge inside sales team. Uh, and they were working to make calls and close deals. And what we worked to put into place there is what I'll call a sales competency model. Okay, so it's a big consulting word for you. That's uh, Yeah, that's definitely some big words there. Well, what does what, that mean? Well, what it came down to was sort of the metrics and measurements being used were on, you know, connect rates and talk time and number of calls made per day, um, mm. but not really making a lot of consideration for the consultative selling approach here, right? Or that each individual person on the sales team could potentially reach their targets via their own network. Right mm. or could develop relationships. Mm. This was kind of a viral product where like where where you buy one and then like three people could buy it and five people six. Right, so there was this growth from an existing customer in addition to kind of a net new customer ad. Right, relative price point was low, so you kind of needed to get a rhythm around. Wow, if I can sell to Brian, then I can sell to the entire team at Heinz, and I can do that with some um, um, some so, method. So was the method. focus very transactional then? It it, it was uh, and is um, um, and so, but but it was interesting because because of the relationship development aspect of it, uh, we did we took a little bit of a step back and, and literally uh, in terms of like an output from this was the daily agenda. Right, the weekly agenda, like almost like a task list, which is, you know, not just sit down, make as many calls as you possibly can, but revisit customers you closed last week, right? Mm -hmm. And not necessarily as like a customer care, customer support thing, but you know, is there someone else in the organization that could potentially benefit from talking to me? Sure. Because now you've had a week with my product and you think it's awesome. And that's more it is. of a warm opportunity. Yeah, it's a to referral get, sale. It's a referral, right? Right, so. which is always going to be much much easier than, than, than net new. And we had a little bit of a disconnect between, you know, the believe it or not, Brian, the leads that marketing were generating were not thought of very highly. Oh boy, here we go. The sales team. Um, so there was a qualification, right? And there was the, the the discipline that has to happen a lot, which is it's not just on getting a lead that, that that closes quickly, right? So this whole relationship and growth model needed to be pushed into lead gen, which is the profile of the customer we were bringing in needed to be. Believe it or not, one of the, the, the psychographics we got into is that they needed to work outside their office, right? In other words, they had to have relationships with other service providers, right, that all could potentially be additional customers because once it's one person in an office that works with five people and maybe this was a market-facing tool, right, maybe three of those people have market-facing responsibilities, you're kind of done. Yeah. Right. But for more sort of people in the field or people who have larger networks or that put you know, deals together that require lots of people. Um, so those were all interesting criteria to push into lead gen, which would then set the sales team up for better possibility to grow accounts from one to many. Right. And then this notion of a sales competency model, which was, hey, take 10 minutes a day. <laughs> Look at your current customers. Right. The people you closed last week. Like, what are they sharing on LinkedIn? Yep. Right. Yeah, Share that. Engage with that. Whatever it may be, because that's how you begin to get some of this amplification going on. So it was one of these where there definitely was some process-oriented things that we that we got into. There definitely was, you know, some measures and some metrics. But man, a lot of this was classic sort of sales marketing alignment, um, and also a consciousness and an awareness from the executive team on down that you know success is not based on just how many calls you make in a day. Right. Right. Especially how they were selling. 
right, that required a little more nurture, right, of relationships um, as opposed to, so, you know, it's, it's about dialing in in terms of growth from those existing net new accounts yeah. versus, you know, how many potential contacts we've made. The forensics around that is fascinating just to dig into everything from, you know, you mentioned executives to sales process to disconnect between marketing and sales on, you know, definitions of leads and the actual qualitative approach to that and what your customers are doing on the outside. So yeah. a lot of moving parts oh, yeah. that you have to weave right. together. And we couldn't slow down. And in effect, we were supposed to accelerate while we were there. So this Flying was a the airplane while you're building, building it. it. It was classic along those lines. And so, you know, those are um, uh, potentially sometimes high tension situations sure. where, uh, you know, there's a need and, and um, you know, this, this desire for sort of instant gratification, I think, is always pervasive. Um, but, you know, my, my view is that, again, you do the right thing in the right order for the right amount of time and you're going to see the results that you need. And sure. so it's about sort of bringing that. And, and again, back to the example of coming in as an independent here, like I don't think that, that, that this company would have been able to sort of see these issues internally. Right? Uh, internally. And without culturally, somebody coming in. Yeah, it, yeah, culturally that presents all kinds of yep. challenges because you, know, you have people that they, feel, they can feel threatened from one another yeah, sure. or maybe there's not the executive endorsement or just all, whatever, all kinds of reasons. And a lot of times the, that third party just can diffuse all of that. Yeah, for and, sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? So I'm always, my position is always, look, I'm unemotional about the numbers, but I'm going to be focused on the numbers. Yep. Right. I'm not trying to protect my patch or try to say, hey, look how many leads I generated or, or here's my sales pipeline or whatever it is. I mean, all those to me are inputs into it. And it, it's, again, I think it's the benefit or the value. Um, it's just like we like to do, right? Is that we can move the needle when we get engaged because A, we know where to look. <laughs> yes. Right? From the patterns and the companies that we've seen before. But also our desire is not to sort of, you know, wave our hands and produce binders and, and you put it on the shelf and, and feel that you've had your transformation effort uh, yeah, designed. It's like, know, look, we wanna we wanna we wanna make a real impact where we can. But like everything, your mileage may vary, right? If you have an eighteen month sales cycle, I can't take that and make that into a one month one. Well, certainly, you know, if you want to compress that or accelerate that, <clears throat> stuff takes time, yeah. right? To, and yeah, the it thoughtfulness. It takes a lot of work yeah. to to figure that out, and you know, ultimately, if we can show some measurable results away from the pure vanity metrics, but just to show some incremental results that that are leading towards achieving those goals, uh, you know, the, the important revenue goals and customer acquisition goals, things like that, um, that is, you know, that's when you can really start getting some traction. Yeah, no so, doubt, no doubt. So I think we got a lot of good stuff that's going on, yeah. you know. Yeah, again, so, we, we've at least tried to justify our absence from the Cranks microphone. Again, we've been on the sales pipeline mic microphone, sales yeah. pipeline radio, yeah. but uh, good to get together and have these conversations. And as always, we are seeking to improve format. We are seeking to cover topics that, that may be interesting. This was a, 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 an attempt to sort of get kind of down and dirty on specifics around what we're doing at clients and how we're, we're sort of attacking some of the problems they have. Uh, which may or may not be helpful. Uh, maybe you have it going on. If well, you hopefully do, hopefully provides you know some kernels of ideas yeah. or you yeah. know some empathy uh, that you know people are going through the same challenges that you are. Absolutely. And again, we are uh, always accessible uh, to our ever expanding listening base. Hopefully, who hasn't given up on us? No. Um, no. How can I, how can people reach you, Brian? The best way to reach me. Go for email yes. is Brian, B-R-I-A-N, right. at HeinzMarketing.com. 
That's right. And I am Robert at HeinzMarketing.com email as well. Again, questions, thoughts, uh, you know, can we connect the dots somewhere or even talk about a potential need you all have. We're very efficient in getting down to uh, specific ways that we can help you all. Yeah. Yeah. Just give us a call. We'd love to brainstorm at no obligation, you know, just to talk through some ideas and yeah. see what's we, going on out there. That's right. Clearly we are talkers. All right. That's it for the day. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. All right.